Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here on Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. What? No, nothing. I got it right. Yeah, no, you got it right. I could tell that I just realized that you were about ready to say, remember that movie. I know. I had to pause yeah. for a second, and then, you, and then you interjected. Sorry. It's okay. Start it from the top. Welcome back, everybody. No, <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're going to roll with it because I got it all out there, and it sounded crisp. It did sound crisp. I'm the host. You're the co-host. How are you tonight? I'm good. Today? I'm good. I'm good. Very tired, but very good. It's it's one of them things, you know? Yeah. We break our backs for the love of the game. We're recording late, so... Later than normal. Okay. So, as the title suggests, we like popcorn, we like coffee. We start with coffee every day. So, in this episode, what did you bring for us uh, today? Well, I brought a lovely little roast. Um, I don't know the bean because they did not write it on the bag or tell me at the store, so... I'm thinking it, uh, I'm assuming it's like a uh, Ethiopian or something like that blend. Uh, anyways, the What's title it? of this coffee is called Morning Thunder, and it comes from Lawrenceburg, Indiana, at a little coffee shop called the Funny Farm Coffee Shop. I had the opportunity to go down last weekend uh, when we were down there for my cousin's wedding, and it was a nice little shop. It's only been open a year, so it's newer. That's very good. It's very good coffee. It has an initially, initially it has a good flavor. It's very just that happy. I don't know how to say it. And then it just gets just that bitter coffee taste after that. It's followed up you by know, nasty. You know, I thought you were going to have something to good, to good to say about the whole coffee. I'm going to try one more time because that initial taste is really throwing me for a loop. I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I tell you what, when that first bit hits the tongue, it's like, man, this is good. Followed up by not like topsoil, but when you dig down a little bit, like it tastes like that stuff. That's the good stuff. Listen, and I've I've tasted much many dirts in my day. <laughs> well, accidentally, you- much many dirts, <laughs> and uh, and that's about that. So I'm gonna go ahead and mix mine with a little bit of what is this, Cafe Complementes. French vanilla creamer. I, you, you and know. your French vanilla. Get a different creamer. Okay. Did you bring There's, this? No, it was in your fridge. I, I mean, I brought it back here for you. Oh. I should have just left it out there. Made you have to run and get it. But no, I wouldn't have. I don't have a spoon, so I'm just kind of doing one of those like... Uh, That's what I forgot was the spoon. Stir things. St- um, At least you stirs. didn't completely say this coffee was garbage. Because the last three that I brought, it was dirt, bad dirt, nasty dirt. So you started out, and this is this is better dirt. No, yeah, this one has a better initial flavor, and then and then it hits you with the bitter after that. Okay, now I'm gonna sip it with my with my creamer, and now I'm I'm ready to go. That's that. Uh, wake me up with Folgers in my cup. This no. is not Folgers. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't, Listen, it's the, my don't only it's the only no. coffee thing I could bring to my mind. We're gonna get we're gonna get struck down by well, big coffee I'm, because I sang this song. <laughs> I don't even know people <laughs> Balt Folgers anymore. Oh, we do. Okay. All right. So just a little bit of uh morning news, and by morning news I mean today news. A lot of Marvel stuff. A lot of Marvel stuff on the on the front. Marvel's Iron Heart will debut in Black Panther two prior to 
her Disney Plus series. Nice. What are your thoughts on that? That's. I honestly, I don't know who Ironheart is. So that's. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm, okay, so Ironheart is like uh, played in the movie and show by Dominic Thorne. The the character's name's Riri Williams, and uh, I think she's the current Iron Man. So pretty much, she's a college girl who has the smarts of Tony Stark and she was able to recreate his armor. Okay. And so now she's pretty much taken on her own Iron Man role as Ironheart. Okay. In this in a in the comics. Yeah, I don't remember reading about her in the comics. I never I, she's so. a newer character. I haven't either, but it's 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 interesting. And yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Hey, you're not gonna not bring Iron Man Iron Man's character back in some form or fashion. So why oh. not? I I'm excited about that. I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, with the way that characters or actors get casted or typecasted rather as certain characters, it makes it easier for movies for them to bring in someone else to play just that same character, but in a little bit different of a fashion. And that's also with them doing that with the modern comics, what's out now, what yeah. they're writing. It makes it easier to draw in those comic fans yeah. than from now. Except some of the Captain America stuff that's been going on lately. Well, but yeah. that's a that's a separate issue. Uh, you see they released a new uh, Immortals trailer. Did they? Yeah. <clears throat> Immortals? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Yeah, the Immortals. Eternals. Eternals. What's Immortals? Eternals. That's that Fallout boy My song. Immortals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Eternals. Etern- the Eternals. Yeah. They yeah. released a new trailer today because yeah. that's like November. Yeah, that's going to be good. I didn't see the trailer. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Uh, sure. Have you been watching the What If? Yeah. Yeah, the first two we watched. Yeah, really good. You like them? I do. I enjoy them. It's like watching a comic book come off the page and come to life. Like the... the uh, uh, not the graphics... The the animation animation they use for it is a comic it's comic book art yeah. animation. I and think it's not quite as good, and maybe it doesn't have the money as what like uh, Into the Spider Verse had. I think I like Into the Spider Verse a little bit better. Uh, it's slightly different. There's a lot of similarities. It's a little bit different animation. Yeah, but uh, I think I like that a little bit more. This is it's all well and good. Yeah. I think it's fine. I don't not like it, but. If it didn't exist, I don't think I would be that upset by it either. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I've enjoyed both both episodes, but I don't think it's interesting enough for me to really care about. You know, the kids love it, and yeah. that's great. And it kind of, I guess one of the things that I don't like is that it kind of flirts between wanting to target the kids, but also target fans of the movies, Yeah, which are adults. So they're adding some content in it that makes it yeah. a little bit edgy, air quotes. And it's just like, okay, just because you're allowing your character to say the D word in this cartoon doesn't get me more invested in the show. No. Well, that's the thing. The, the adults that this stuff is going to uh, attract are going to be the super comic book nerds, the ones that the, yeah. the people our age. I feel like yeah. more people our age because we grew up with a lot of the cartoon, the animated Marvel and DC stuff. So for me, it's more interesting. I enjoy it a little more just because it's like almost like a callback just to the 90s, like the 90s Spider-Man and Batman stuff. Okay. 
I think that's going to draw more people our age or the people who are super into yeah. comics and stuff. I think once I'll keep watching it. Once we get some of the other story arcs, I think I might like a little bit more. Uh, of course, yeah, I got a lump in my throat hearing Chadwick Boseman yeah. again, and then that tag they did at the end, like in in memory of it. I'm just like, nah, yeah. uh, it just hurts. It sucks. Uh, gone too soon for sure. Yeah, and then having to retell the kids again because they kind of they had forgotten because that's not in their in their zeitgeist, you know. And I'm just like, Ugh, that's this. But the show, yeah, it's it's good for what it is. It's a nice little filler. Yeah. Um. So speaking of filler, what do you think about HBO Max coming out with their what they're calling pretty epic? According to the star Finn Wittrock's Green Lantern series that's coming to HBO Max. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be epic, it says, though. I don't like though. the Green Lantern. It's going to be epic. I've never been a fan of the Green Lantern, so I, I could care less. Will I watch it? Yes. But Finn said it's going to be epic. I don't know, Finn. <laughs> Finn can keep his comments to himself. I think it's a cool idea. It's just, where do you go with it? What do you do with it? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know the comics, so I really don't have any personal attachment to it either. But I want it to be good because... There's, there's so many different Green Lanterns they could take with it, though. I mean, they'll probably do Hal Jordan. Mm, Guy Gardner. Oh, are they doing Guy Gardner? Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty epic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I'll watch it when it comes out and... Yeah, really, me too. Not really going to be super excited. So, outside of outside of the movie that we're going to be talking about today, uh, you been watching anything else? Uh, movie wise, I'm trying to think, I have not really watched a whole lot this week. Uh, we've been watching, we have been watching that Turner and Hooch series on Disney Plus, which is oh yeah, whatever. It's not. I can have it on in the background and do something else. It didn't need to be made. No. It just didn't. And it was like episode three before I realized that, oh, he's Scott Turner's son from the original Turner and Hooch movie. I thought that was the case. Yeah. And did his dad give him the dog? Yeah, when he died. See, that's silly. It's, it's supposed to be the same dog? No, 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 because that dog died. It would have been like the puppies or something. Oh. But it's the same kind of dog. It's dumb. Yeah. Pussy, like, I learned a huge life lesson when I took in this bum's dog all those years ago. Yeah. So now what? Like, anyway, yeah, that did not need to happen. But no. there's a lot of those series right now being made that are just like, you guys know you can make this for half as much as money-wise Yeah. than properties we actually care about. So you're just churning this crap out mm -hmm. to get it on Disney+. Plus. We did watch Jungle Cruise. We watched it as well. Uh, it was all right. It was whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I wasn't like, the whole movie, I wasn't excited. Like, I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I fell asleep at the end. Yeah. Oliver the, liked it. So. The best part was The Rock and Emily Blunt. They did yeah. fine saying the words that were written for them. That's what they did. And <laughs> The Rock telling dad jokes was pretty that, funny. That was funny. Yeah. I'll give him that. But it was really CGI. And it's like some of that stuff you probably could have done on a stage and 
or on on location. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Like, yeah. why are you choosing to animate everything? Yeah. Just record a bug. Like, you don't have to CGI the bug. Yeah. Just go find a bug. It was almost like I. it was the whole time I'm watching it, or towards the end when I'm watching it, spoiler, when the dead people come out. Like oh, I, gosh, I fell asleep, man. Oh. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh, I was just thinking like Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl, when all the dead people come out. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. There was a lot of hints towards that that original... Pirates of the Caribbean, and then the whole first third of the movie, I'm like, this is the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the mummy. Mixed with a little Indiana Jones? Yes. Yeah. But it's mostly the mummy. Like, she's got the quirky brother who's tagging along on everything that she's doing. They won't stop talking about her pants. We get it. It's an era where girls don't wear pants. You hit it. You beat it. Yeah. To death. Like, he literally gave her a nickname, Pants. Pants. Unnecessary. Anyway. It was not great. I probably will never watch it The more it we talk about it, the yeah. worse it's getting. Yeah, I probably won't watch it again. Uh, but I, I probably will go on YouTube and watch a cutscene of just all the Rockstad jokes. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The German guy. What's I forget. Oh, He's I don't know. He's married to Kristen, Kirsten Dunst. You're married to the Muffin Man? Huh? Yeah, Kirsten Dunst is married to that guy. To the, to the Nazi Muffin Man? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He did well for himself. Very good crumpets <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, no. I probably won't watch it again. We watched um, Shang-Chi. Not Shang-Chi. What are you saying, Jesse? We watched uh, Snake Eyes. It's oh. the same movie. <laughs> it's the same. Cool. I was like watching Snake Eyes. I'm like, my mind is thinking Shang-Chi, but it's also thinking... Mortal Kombat, I'm like, all these movies are the same. And I get it, it's just the martial arts elements that there's a through line. All these movies happen to come out around the same time. But yeah. I'm like, they're really similar, especially when you think about like the main protagonist and who he is and what he's doing. I'm like, is it? But did you watch it? At? Is it out? Yeah, yeah. I got it on Voodoo if you want to watch it. Check oh, it out. Okay. Yeah. I bought all three G.I. Joe movies in a bundle. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm not. Why? a waste of money because no it wasn't bad it was decent for what it was Vera and I are huge fans of Henry Golding and everything that he's doing um see any relation to Ellie Golding probably not okay probably not okay but he did a good job as the as the main character, you know, and for, for for who Snake Eyes was. I don't know a lot about Jadro lore, so I knew the I knew pieces, and I'm like, okay, I think that's that person, and I think that's that person who they're going to become because it's it's Wolverine Origins. That's yeah. what this movie is. Um, but it worked out well. I it, it was good. Yeah, cool. the the fight scenes were good. So com- so if you had to rank that and Mortal Kombat, which one would you say was better? I don't know. I probably ooh, I probably say Mortal Kombat. Only because I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Okay. I went into that not expecting anything. And and Vera and I both left like, we actually had a good time. Like, that's how we watched Mortal Kombat. So with this, I, I didn't know what to expect either. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say I like Mortal Kombat a little bit more. Okay. I really like Mortal Kombat, though. I really do. That I was, think it's a decent yeah, movie. Yeah, it was whatever for me, I think. I would watch it again. 
It's a, it's a, they're both just money mill origin movies is what they are. Yeah. Like you should have just made a movie, but that's beside the point. I think it worked for what it, in terms of video game movies, I think Mortal Kombat's definitely one of the best just because video yeah. game movies don't do very well. No. What are some other ones? I don't even know. The Resident Evil oh. stuff or, I mean, there's a bunch of the Tomb Raider, Laura Croft ones, which that remake I, I heard was pretty good. I never watched it, but uh, Stuart Little. I think that one's based on a game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was already to jump across this. <laughs> little high, little Back low. microphone out of your face. Little hey, little ho. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, Lori, come on. I know. I got you. And the little vampire kid. Yes. Okay. Should we get into it? Yes, let's jump into I, it. I don't think we should yet. Wait, are we in the first act? Act. I mean, unless you have anything else you want to no. say. No, I'm good. Uh, movies you, that you've watched. Oh, you know what else I watched? Uh, Sahara. That's a good one. I it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. You can't expect anything out of it, but Steve Zahn is hilarious in that movie. And Rain Wilson's in it for a little bit. Yeah, and Matthew McConaughey's just peak, like, let's take our shirts off and just beach bum it because that's just where he was at in that era. And it, it worked in that movie. They... Yeah. Taylor made that character for him. So yeah. I mean, Penelope Cruz doing her thing. That was a fun movie. It's long though, isn't it? It's like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it kind of gets it kind of gets sloggy by the end. Yeah. But all right, well let's jump into it. Let's, uh, what are we watching? We, what are we watching this week? We watched the Prestige. The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan. It was released October 20th, 2006, starring Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine, Piper Perabo, Rebecca Hall, Andy Serkis, and David Bowie as Tesla. Nice. Uh, had a budget of $40 million. It grossed $53 million. Uh, it's rated PG-13. has a runtime of 2 hours and 10 minutes, and it's under the genre drama, mystery, sci-fi, and thriller. You always look at the gross... For U.S. and Canada only. You always do that. Yeah, because I don't care what it did worldwide. Well, yeah, but worldwide it grossed over $100 million. Like, So it doubled its budget back. Okay. That's a big deal. Okay. Like, yeah, granted, we alone paid for the movie. Yeah. But this is Christopher Nolan at his, at his peak. I would almost argue at his peak. 2006, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I feel like this is one of his more forgotten films, though. Like, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of every... Which it shouldn't, because it's a great movie. But it gets lost, like, behind, like, the Batman films and... Oh, oh, we'll get into it. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll get into it. Oh. It's a story. After a tragic accident, two stage ma magicians engage in battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other. Dun, dun. Done. Do you think that description accurately depicts what this movie is? Yes. Kind of. Yes. Sure. So, starting out with the prestige, we look back at the director, the one and only, the mastermind, Christopher Nolan. 
who I'd argue is one of the best directors of our time. I would agree. Of our time. I always thought this movie came out after. In my mind, I just thought he did the Batman trilogy and then everything else came after that. Yeah. Like, I thought those are the movies that put him on the map to allow him to walk into the studio and say, I want to make this movie. And they just sign a blank check and let him go do whatever he wants to do because you know you're going to make your money back with Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. But this came out after Batman Begins. Right. That's crazy to me. Crazy to me. And it accurately uh, backs up what you just said, that it's just like this movie just flies under the radar of look at everything else he's done which I would argue is worse than this. I think this is one of his best movies. I would agree. I'd probably say top three. Definitely top three. And that's that's so unfortunate because he just keeps making bigger and bigger movies, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about Christopher Nolan and his filmography all, all, all you want. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just saying, like, okay, so he had, like, movies come out even before Batman. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, we can arguably say the Batman trilogy is what gave him the so-called rights to go into the studio and be like, hey, I want to make this movie, and people will just sign checks and be like, okay. Especially after The Dark Knight. Like, that that movie alone is probably... Yeah. I don't know if that's his best film. Which one? Dark Knight. I don't think it is either. I, I wouldn't even put Dark Knight in his top three best films. I, w- I w- would, but but I mean, not number one. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we're doing this. You might as well just do this. All right, Let's all right, just do all right. it. Rank it. All right. What's his top five? His top... Oh, top, we're doing top five. We'll okay. do top five for you. All right. Oof. Now I got to think. Um, and it doesn't... No no specific order? It doesn't mean anything. But yeah, no. Okay, you don't got to right. number them. All right. So, Outside of your top three, your top three have to be numbered. Okay. Since you're not even putting the Dark Knight in that okay. so three, the Dark Knight is in the top five. And well, what's your top three first, oh. and then name your honorable okay. mention two right. after that. All right. So Inception. I love that movie. <laughs> you're so biased. <laughs> you're so biased. It's not even funny. Uh, I w- I have a door in the studio. I want to leap out just because of how biased you are. Uh, Dunkirk. Wow. And the Prestige. I would say it was his top three. And then you got The Dark Knight. And maybe it'd be a toss-up for me between Insomnia and... I like. I mean, I did enjoy Interstellar, but... So, one of those two to round out the top five. What came out after Interstellar? Before Dunkirk Tenet. came out okay, after that's Interstellar. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. My top three. I'd have to say... The Prestige, The Dark Knight, and then Inception. Followed up by Batman Begins and Insomnia as my two honorable mentions. I think those are his most all the way around, most cohesive and just best movies. I love movies like, I thought Tenet was a a decent movie and I thought, Interstellar is visually outstanding. And honestly, out of all of these movies, if I wanted to turn something on in the background while I'm doing other things, it's probably Interstellar. Yeah. But that is a slog of a movie, and it's long, it's hard to get through, 
And that story is really convoluted. Yeah. That's his biggest problem with anything that came out after 2006. After 2008 with The Dark Knight. Because once you hit The Dark Knight Rises and everything else, it's too much. Yeah. And if I had one critique that I would love to see happen with Christopher Nolan is that he goes back to The Batman Begins, back to The Insomnias, where it's a simple story. Then you could just focus and just put a pin in exactly what you're trying to say and not trying to be this huge time bending yeah just masterpiece which they are but they're so big that they fail at that point to me have you seen dunkirk no i've never seen dunkirk i i haven't just everything that i've heard about it it's just like okay well i i I was the reason that's on my top three is just because visually it's one of the most beautiful films that's what i've ever been shot but at the same time like he's he he loves his his non-linear storytelling which can be good examples being the prestige or inception nonlinear storytelling but his movies that aren't very good at it are the dark knight rises and from what i hear dunkirk where yeah. it's just that it jumps all over the place so much that you like it it takes away some of the some of the uh astonishment of it well, of see, the story and see that's where i kind of get even with the prestige i think you get a little bit of that because I've always found it every time I watch it because I watch it probably once every few years. It's not one I can watch every year or whatever. Uh, so every time I watch it, I've got to remember, be like, okay, this is what's going on. And it jumps around from past time to time. To time. Yeah, future, it does. Present. And it's kind of takes a few minutes for me to get back into it and be like, okay, what's going on? And, well, yeah, you have to follow the dialogue so closely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to know what era they're in. And it all takes place within a couple of years. Yeah. But I, this movie's really ruined for you after you've seen it the first time. Yeah. Once you've seen it once, it's yeah. the, 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 the prestige of it all is... The mystery is, of it's yeah, gone. It's gone. Uh-huh. But I loved going back again this time, and it's been a number of years since I've seen it. Coffee's giving me the hiccups today. I don't know why. <laughs> um. That's that morning thunder. And look at... <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, I loved going back and seeing the symbolism in every scene and how that symbolism is so attached to the premise of uh, the three-act setup of a magic trick mm-hmm. that Michael Caine sets up so brilliantly at the beginning of the movie, a narrative that's like, okay, well, there's the... I can't remember off the top of my head. One thing, the one thing, and the the prestige. Yeah, and uh, everything in this movie is so intentional, and it's placed with such precision where it needs to be to not give anything away, but set up something further. That it's like it's it's truly a masterpiece. It yeah. really is with an all star cast and all star cast. Yeah. I don't think you could have. Let's just get. Let's go ahead and, and and segue into that. What are, What are your thoughts on on the casting? Oh, it's phenomenal. I, the I mean, I, I'm a, I love Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman does a phenomenal job, and that's one thing. Like, um, they were able to write the story so well, him and his brother, and that char- the actors were able to act the characters out to where you felt like entwined in their lives, and you felt. Like the whole time, I'm like, okay, whose side am I on? Because you're, it, you really are picking sides throughout the movie. Like, okay, do you agree with Hugh Jackman and his 
the pain he's going through, and you feel bad for him. And then towards the end, you're like, no, he's kind of a jerk. And he's well, it's really interesting, and we can get into that more once we dive deep into the plot of it all. Uh, what where the movie goes, and like the humanity of the story and the humanity of the characters. But I think you're 100% right. Like, I don't think you could have picked anyone better to play these roles. And it's really interesting because it kind of has the syndrome of, oh, well, Christopher Nolan has this group of people that he likes to work with, and he just puts all those people in all of his movies. He does that a lot. Yeah. He does that a lot. But the people that he's picked to be in his, all of his movies are incredible at their jobs. Mm-hmm. This isn't, no, buckle up, because I don't want to offend your sensibilities, but this isn't just the Tim Burton, Johnny Depping no. duo. No. Where he puts him in everything because he's literally his best friend and yeah. they just well, ha- ha- love each other. Yeah. Whether Johnny Depp was made for the role or not. That's beside yeah. the point. I don't want to get into it with you right now, Jahaziel. Well, and even if, even though, like with these characters, the, the actors in the movie, the only one in this film that has been in all of Nolan's films or most of them was Michael Caine. Hugh Jackman's never been in any other Christopher Nolan film. Who well, no, but you got also Christian Bale with what will later just, be the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Just but, the Dark Knight trilogy series. Uh, but again, I was operating under the premise that this movie came out after all of those. Yeah. Which, this is early yeah. in their relationship, you know, not late in their relationship. But, but all that aside, uh, yeah, which is, and Michael Caine is phenomenal. For He plays the same character in yeah, everything, but he seems like a different person yeah. in everything. Yeah. Like, everything builds up to him having his monologue moment where he's just going off in his British voice and it's just like you're, you're, you're gripped by every word that comes out of the man's mouth. I love Michael Caine. Uh, he's like he's like that father figure. He's like, I love you, but you're doing something stupid and you need to stop what you're doing right now. Okay? <laughs> this is going to end badly yes, for you. He's great. Uh, and for him to kind of play that Alfred role for both yeah. characters in this movie, yeah, I thought worked really well. And he was kind of the through line f- for, for everything. And he was right the whole time. Plot-wise, he was right the entire time. Um, How do you think the uh, uh, the female roles and stuff with uh, Rebecca Hall and Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, and even uh, the, the minor role that Piper Parabo played in this, I thought they were all three phenomenal uh, to just disappear into the role that they were in and fill the shoes that that character was there to fill, I thought was great. I yeah. thought they were all perfect, legitimately perfect. Especially for Scarlett Johansson, looking at her through 2021 eyes, where she's been in a lot of stuff now. We've yeah. She's been in, in the forefront uh, as far as a, a heavy-hitting female actor in the industry. She's really versatile. She really is. Rebecca Hall's incredible too. I mm-hmm. I love her and everything that she's in. So yeah, I was I was astonished by all of them. Yeah. They weren't just there to be uh side characters for the main characters. They were main characters no. in all their own rights. Especially Rebecca Hall. Again, yeah. we can get into some of that yeah. when we talk about plot, but just oh, flawless, flawless. This movie, you could almost put in like a, for me, like I got a top 10 of, of near perfect movies of all times. So I could almost put this movie in there because if you really like, you take a scalpel, like a surgeon and just break into it slowly, yeah. piece by piece, you're like, 
everything has so much intentionality and so much precision. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, who else stood out? Hugh Jackman's great. Hugh Jackman's great in everything. Uh, David Bowie. His, uh, Vera didn't even know that was David Bowie. I'm like, this is David Bowie. Like, look at him. His eyes. Look at his eyes. Andy Serkis. Oh, he had a small role. He's Andy Serkis. Which, while I was watching this, side note, I gotta say this, because I think Andy Serkis would play a very good penguin if they ever needed someone to play the penguin. Oh, yeah. Like, but I was watching, I was like, there were elements that's of... That's an Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> if I ever saw one. There's elements of the claw that were very penguin-esque, I yeah. think. Uh, but he's gonna be in the new Batman movie. Not as penguin, though. Yeah. It's Alfred. If he does not have a giant neck tattoo, I'm going to be very upset because <laughs> I want my Alfred to be a, I want my Andy Circus Alfred to just be a, some hardened war vet like, and he's like, Bruce, I'm going to teach you a few things. And he's just going to punch him in the face really hard. That's the Alfred that I want. Because we kind of got some of that with previous Alfreds, especially if you look at like got the Gotham show yeah. and some of the way he's just like, no, it's time for you to grow up, Master Wayne. And he just, that's what I yeah. want from Andy Circus. Anyway, that's completely off topic. He's a great actor. Love him and everything, even as an ape. Yeah. Trying to think of anything else on the acting front before we switch gears. Yeah, that was pretty much, I mean, you're the core actors, like you said, are the, like, they're all main actors. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all, the the one thing, that goes along with the non-linear storytelling is it kind of cuts into just snippets and pieces. So we're going to go here for a moment and have a scene and it's going to be in this air and this date on this date with these two people. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's Hugh Jackman and it's Scarlett Johansson. And it's like, what are they telling us that's so important? And then we cut away and we cut to another time, another date to different actors telling us the same story and mm-hmm. they all, they're just equal, and it just works so well, you know. Some of the Marvel movies where you have five or six different main characters, because I would even I would even go to bat that Michael Caine is, is a main character, not a supporting character in this movie as well. You have, oh, like, yeah. the, the Piper Parabo, not as much. She's a supporting role that's there to aid the, the protagonist forward. Uh, but you got the Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall. That's your five main characters yeah. to me. And everybody else is supporting the five of them. Mm-hmm. Lit- literally. Most would probably argue Michael Caine's a supporting actor and he's propelling the story forward, but there's so much depth to his character. Yeah. It's not a surface level, level character that I would count it as a main a main role, you know? He doesn't drive the story forward, but his development throughout the entire movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Where he comes from the beginning to uh, yeah. When we end with it. But. So now we move forward. We move into the next uh, discussion topic, which kind of leads into two. So we're going to kind of pair them together. And again, guys, spoilers. If you've never seen this movie, don't listen to us. Stop it and go watch the movie. The, the, the crux of it is about the third act twist that makes this movie so phenomenal. If we spoil that for you, it could ruin the movie. Yeah. All together. That disclaimer is out there. All of your character stuff is is far less important than the plot of the movie. So that's what we're going to get into now. We are going to give you three seconds to leave. 
of silence. Three, two, one. That was like six, but that works. Spoiler alert. Okay. All right. So plot. So plot. Twist. Okay. okay. We can kind of go yeah. into both, but let's I, 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 let's try to save the twist yeah. as long as we can here. But uh, I did not know going into this this very time that this movie was based on a book. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know that Christopher Priest wrote it back in the uh, the fifties, I believe, and uh, he didn't do too many. But he was looking for the right guy who could take it and turn it into a screenplay and paired up with Jonathan and Christopher. Both, you know, they, they co-write all of the, his movies. All of his re- movies are co-written with his brother. Yeah. But, uh, which is awesome. Oh, which is great. That. I mean, they work so well together, obviously. You know, that's kind of what you want in a, in a if you're going to have a duo of, of writers, yeah. it definitely behooves you to have somebody who, who knows your way of thinking. Yeah. Prime examples, you have numerous examples of movies that are written by two, three, sometimes four different people with different stories and different agendas, and it just doesn't go together cohesively. But, anywho. So, plot, uh, what we open up with. Well, okay, let me ask you uh, about this, because one qualm that I have with it the movie starts out that they work together, and it's they really set up this this eighteen hundred era uh, magic show of they're just con men, they're just con men who get paid to help you have a good time. Yeah, and that's it. And just to see these guys, you have a magician on stage, and then you have people who are being paid in the audience to just be like, "That's my handkerchief," <laughs> and she's just an actor and she's yeah. a liar. But everybody loves it, and everybody's okay with that. We're all, we're so okay with being lied to in a magic show because for a minute it just fills us with. And li- I do the same thing when yeah. I watch something on YouTube and it's magic. And I'm just like, okay, I know you're a liar, but yeah. that's incredible, right? Uh, so they're working together. Hugh Jackman and Christopher Christopher Christian Bale's characters were working together, as well as Hugh Jackman's wife in the movie, played by Piper Barabo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a very arrogant magician. The other one is a little bit more subtle, play by the rules, magic. Uh, that's Hugh Jackman's character. Uh, what what do you think about the setup? Even in the first ten minutes, yeah, you you get the sense of the rivalry already between the two because they have, like you said, they're two completely different music musicians, magicians, uh, style wise. Yeah. yeah, Christian Bale like. Wants it to be more realistic. He wants like, it to be more edgy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Hugh Jackman's like, well, let's keep it simple. But Grant Christian Bale wants to like tie his wife up, like more, like to where she, that came out wrong. <laughs> like, there's a specific trip trick where she they're tying her up and hoisting her in the air and dropping her into a uh, uh, a vat of water where she's just going to untie herself and get out. I don't know what the magician's role in this trick is because it's almost like she's the magician. She's the one getting out of yeah. it by herself. The magician's the guy standing on the outside of the curtain just being like, voila. He doesn't do anything. And he walks around and points to the curtain, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but that's okay. That's beside the point. Whatever. Uh, and and the catalyst that drives the movie forward is he, he ties her up, and they hoist her up into the air, and she does the trick, but she can't get untied from the knot that he used. Um, 
and she drowns and it kills her. Does it, do you think that at this point in the movie, it sets up that they know each other very well or that they're even friends to any capacity? I don't think they're friends at all. Like, I, like outside of them working together, they, it does not, it doesn't, uh, they don't act like they do. Cause it, it, and it, and I don't even think it matters. Like, it doesn't outside of IMDb has the tagline for the movie as a friendship that becomes a rivalry. I don't catch. I don't get There's the, not a friendship. There's no friendship. There's no there. friendship. No. Uh, there's even dialogue from Hugh Jackman. That's like, where did you find this guy? Yeah. Who is this guy? I hate this guy kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So they're not friends. No. They're not friends. And they're definitely not friends after he kills his wife. No. It sets up at the beginning. Okay, so you have uh, Michael Caine explaining to the beginning of the movie is the end of the movie. Yes. So right off the bat, it's nonlinear in that in that way. And you see... Michael Caine is talking to... Christian Bale's daughter. Well, Christian Bale is in the the trick. Yes. Remember, because he's taking the mustache off. He's like, I'm, pl- I'm part of the trick. He goes down below, and they see the water tank underneath his machine, magic machine. And then Hugh Jackman's character goes into it. It locks, and he dies. Yeah. You see Hugh Jackman die at the beginning of the movie. And you just see Christian Bale, like, watching him die. Like, yes. And then it's Michael Caine at the trial explaining what he saw, uh-huh. which is what he saw was Christian Bale watching Hugh Jackman die. Yes, right. that. And then it goes into him talking to a little girl, explaining what magic is and how a magic trick works and kind of like uh, set up and punchline in a joke, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. explaining it to the little girl, putting the bird in the cage. And uh, the 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 vivid imagery to me of, and this is the whole movie, A bird goes into a cage. The bird disappears. The bird reappears somewhere else. But they focus so much on that original bird in the cage is dead. Yeah. And I think that's incredible because that is the movie in a nutshell. Magic takes sacrifice Mm -hmm. to some capacity. And... How far, what you're willing to sacrifice determines how good of a magician you are. Yeah. You know, for Michael Caine, it's willingness to just kill a bird, you know, and that's, so he's that kind of magician. And then later on, not much later, so you can kind of, we could talk about it here. It's like Michael Caine says, go watch this other magician. Tell me how he does this trick. And they have a dialogue back and forth of, uh, How's he do it? I have no idea. Hugh Jackman has no idea. Christian Bale's like, I already know how he's doing this, which is so much set up for the future of the movie. Christian Bale's already doing it. Yeah. Right then. Because it's like, how long, how early in their lives are they doing what the twist is setting up? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, how long do you think Christian Bale and. The twist, I'm just going to keep saying that for a little bit. Okay. How long is that going on prior to the reveal? Years? I I don't know if it's, well, I was a little girl. Okay, but even at that point in the story, 
he he's not married. Right. He's never met Rebecca Hall, who he marries. So he doesn't have a little girl. This is at least a couple of years before she's even okay. a thing. So, yeah, I don't know, a few years. I would argue that it goes back even farther. I would say almost a decade, I bet. Yeah. Because it seems like no one even knows that he has a twist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. in that circle of people. Granted, mind you, back then it's a lot easier to conceal some of that stuff. But he's even talking about, I've got a trick. Mm-hmm. I've got a trick that's going to blow the whole world. And they have no idea what he's talking about. So that if they knew, that wouldn't be a thing. Right, yeah. So even when Christian Bale's like, in the scene where they're looking at the old man doing the trick, um, and he's like, he's faking that he's a cripple everywhere so that he can do this trick on stage. Yeah. He is already doing what he's explaining about the old man. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman's like, no, he, no, that's not how he's doing it. And then you see him trying to kind of pretend to do it later, yeah. which I think is awesome. I'm talking too much. Go. No, no, you're, you're fine. Uh, yeah, because he's... So Christian Bale's already doing the... The uh, the ruse. Yeah. Yeah, the, I think so. Yeah. He like, has to be. Because he has the... Uh, the lookalike, right? Is that, that, that's what yeah. you're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you but think, they're already in the middle of... You think that... The trick. You think Christian Bale's character and his lookalike are swapping at this point? Or... I mean, I guess it could even very easily be like he's not even around. Like maybe he's doing the same thing and practicing magic somewhere else Uh in a different city and they're not together. You know, maybe they're both honing their skills in separate places because he doesn't have an assistant right now. He doesn't have Fallon at this point. So it could very, the story could very easily be they're just separated with the intention of coming together once they're both they've both mastered their skills uh-huh. and performing this trick that's going to blow the world. Yeah. And then his wife dies, Hugh Jackman's wife dies. And so they obviously go go their separate ways and you're right, this is the catalyst that drives them to go on in a, just an obsession with each other. They just have to be better than each other. Yeah. Side note. Hey, go ahead. That Asian magician that they went to go see mm-hmm. i did a little reading on him and he wasn't even asian really historically he was a white guy pretending to be asian so much so that he spoke i think he was chinese he spoke chinese for years to the point that no one even knew he spoke english no one knew anything about this guy until the day that he died and that was because he tried to do the bullet catch trick Oh, it's a real musician or it's a real trick. Okay, that happened back then, and a bullet got put in there, and he got shot. And his last words were in English, "I've just been shot." <laughs> and that's what gave up that they knew who he that that's he wasn't insane. an Asian, an old Asian man. That's crazy. What a master magician, though. Am I right? That's 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 dedication. That's dedication and love for the craft. <laughs> Uh, but they split up, and that scene at the funeral, 
Yeah, when he looks at him and asks him, and he asks, "What him. kind of knot do you tie?" So the, the the acting in that scene from again from Michael Caine, from Hugh Jackman, from Christian Bale is phenomenal. And the fact that you can look at Christian Bale and not see Batman, yeah. The fact that you can look at Hugh Jackman and not see Wolverine, Logan, and look at Michael Caine and not see Alfred. These guys have played iconic, cultural impacting characters in other realms already when this movie came out. It's it's captivating. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. And he then they set up there, Michael Caine tells the story of the guy who drowned, the guy he knew who, who drowned. Yeah. And uh, the stories that had been told about drowning and things because his wife had just drowned. Um and then, yeah, him him screaming at him, what knot did you tie, what knot did you tie? Do you think he did know or didn't know what knot he tied? I, I think he knew what knot he tied. You think so? Oh, yeah. I don't think he did. I don't think he knew. I for me, And again, neither one of us are wrong. Neither one of us are yeah. wrong. Because unless at some point in an interview, and I haven't seen it, that Christopher Nolan came out and said, no, this is the knot he tied. It, it's ambiguous on purpose. Yeah, and that's the great. That's that's the thing that falls. Side note: that's the thing that falls every Christopher Nolan film around. Is he's got that one thing in all of his movies. It's like, did this happen? Oh yeah. Did he really do it? Oh yeah. I don't know. Did the top stop spinning? Did he tell? Oh, him? exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. The only reason I think he has been asked that question, and he's just yeah. like, I don't know. Did it? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you cheeky fellow, you 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 dog. Yeah. No, I don't think yeah. he. I don't think he did. I think that moment, because you see him switch back and forth between two, when he's tying her up. So he starts to tie one, and then he unties it and ties another one. Yeah, because she gives him the look because she wanted him to tie the knot. Too. Okay, but you could also argue that he tied the one that they said don't tie, and he second guessed himself and untied it and tied the other one. I think in that moment, and he probably did tie it. Obviously, she's dead. The, the, the rope swelled and she couldn't get it off. That's what was explained. But for him, in the moment, his ego, his magic emo, emo his, his magician's ego was so high, I think he truly couldn't look back on the situation. And, and couple that with, it's traumatizing because yeah. a person died. I don't think he could honestly say which knot he tied. So I don't think in that moment he was lying and said, I, I don't know. I don't think he remembers which knot he tied because he knows that he tied one, untied it, and then tied the other one, but he doesn't know which order that was in. But if he tied the other knot, would that not be grounds for murder? I mean, he definitely killed her, if that's the case. I don't... don't uh, yeah, you, you can't go down that road because... Regardless, it was just an accident, you yeah. know, so yeah, that's how it's played. He didn't intentionally do anything. He he thought she could get out of both knots. Yeah. Well, she said she could, so. Yes. So if anything, it's on her. Yeah. But there, how are you going to prove that he, he murdered her, you know, especially in that era? But yeah, from this point, I mean, you got, so then after that, you got Michael Caine's character who, who already liked Hugh Jackman. You could tell they had a better relation, yeah. working relationship than the other two did. And so he kind of takes him under his wings and yeah. starts showing him, like, hey, I'm going to help you become this yeah. big mu- magician. I keep saying musician. 
and then you got Christian Bale who's like trying to do like just little small theater stuff. Yeah. It's just watching him knock those rings together and he's just like and he's so mad. Throwing his hands out and he's like, "Yeah, are you not entertained?" <laughs> like, he's like, "I know this sucks. I hate it too." Uh um yeah, and to see to really see the 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 whole cuz there's some dialogue where it's where it's stressed mostly coming from Christian Bale to Hugh Jackman like you're not willing to get your hands dirty you're not really willing to put in the work because Christian Bale at this point what he is sacrificing in his life mm-hmm. we have no idea yeah but he's honestly looking at Hugh Jackman being like you're not willing to do the work that's why you're not going to be a great mu- musician <laughs> magician and uh and then to see Hugh Jackman also be like, well, I don't want to kill birds or yeah. I don't want to do this. And even Michael Caine's like, dude, you're not going to get anywhere in this industry. And then they, they obviously, times are changing, techni- techniques are changing, so they can do things to where they can get away with not actually killing birds, which is, yay, go humanity. Okay. Um, and that's when it really dives into his hatred and intentionally just trying to sabotage each other. Yeah. Like the middle of the movie is not them trying to one up each other, but just trying to sabotage each other's lives. Yeah. And they don't want to kill each other. I don't think Hugh Jackman wants to kill him. I think he wants to humiliate him and just make him less of a man. Yeah. Like if he could take magic away from from Christian Bale, that's just as good as killing him. Yeah. Until the end of the movie, he wants to see him dead. Yeah. For kill for participating in what killed his wife yeah. but but yeah i mean so at that point then you got Re- he christian bale meets rebecca's hawk's character and uh they he takes her out on a date and then it just yeah. kind of the story progresses it's yeah. a really fast progression so then they get they end up getting married and stuff yeah uh you start to see that relationship bloom and blossom yeah and i love it i love it Especially the stuff where, and again, it's set up intentionally, but she's like, there's days where you love me, there's days where you don't. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? That's towards, that's more even later in the movie. Yeah. Because she goes crazy. Well, and that's the thing, because in a lot of ways, that parallel between the bird in the cage, Rebecca Hall is a bird in a cage. You know what I mean? For the story. Uh Uh-huh. And for what she means to Christian Bale's character, truly. Because, okay, we have to just spoil this because we're not going to be able to go any further without spoiling yeah. the, the prestige, the twist. Uh, so go ahead. You can, you tell him. Tell him. No, let me tell him. You tell him. No, you tell him. You tell him. So, so, yeah. So the prestige, the act, Christian Bale's character ends up his reappearing man... He, well, that's not the prestige. It's the, tr- the uh, transported man. The transported man. He's got a twin or a lookalike, one of the two. A huge twist of the, uh, a huge crux of the, the second act is that Christian Bale has a trick that's called the transported man where he goes in a door on one side of the stage and then reappears outside another door. They're not linked to anything. There's no tunnel connecting them. It's just two doors. Comes out the other door on the other side of the stage, you know, 30 feet apart. Mm -hmm. How is he doing the trick? Michael Caine, the whole movie is like, he's got a double. 
Right. He's not that impressive. He's got a double. Which is a great callback to when they go and see the Chinese magician and Christian Bale's like, I know how he's doing it. And Hugh Jackman won't believe him. Michael Caine's telling Hugh Jackman's character, I know how he's doing it. I know how he's doing it. Hugh Jackman's like, no, it's not that simple. Yeah. 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 And so then the movie is about once we transition out of them trying to humiliate each other and destroy each other's career, it then moves into, okay, well, I just have to be better than him. I have to be better than him. That's that's the crux of the, the rest of the movie up until the third act. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time, Hugh Jackman's trying to figure out how to do the transported man better than Christian Bale's doing this exact same trick. It's the, it's the trick to yeah. have at this time. And so Michael Caine's like, okay, but until you figure out a better way, why don't you just do it the same way? And you get a double. So they get a double, uh, and they're both doing this exact same trick. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, the, the, the crux of the movie is that Hugh Jackman thinks he's doing it. He's a phenomenal magician. He, and he gives him the credit that he's, he's done the greatest magic trick he's ever seen in yeah. The Transported Man. But he has to figure out a better way than just using some random drunk double yeah. to come out the other side of the, of the door. And the twist is that, yes, he has an identical twin that... Christian Bale's character has an identical twin that is literally him again. So they could so identical they could swap out and literally no one has any clue, not even his wife, outside of the way that he treats her. Yeah. Visually, he is the same person. Like they they sleep in the same bed, they do the same things. And they just trade roles for years. They just switch back and forth for decades. I would argue that it's decades. And they do that for the magic trick too. That's why they were able to do it, yeah, so well together. And I think, I think they honestly, I think they probably are brothers. Oh yeah, they, I they, think they, I think it's if they were gonna pretty cause, obvious because Hugh Jackman's character couldn't get that with his double. No, there was too much ego on both sides. Yeah, and they weren't willing to. The fact had to be that they were so linked, and they both loved magic more than they loved anything. Yeah. So they were willing to make the sacrifice of a personal life. They were willing to make the sacrifice of having. A life at all. Yeah. Because Christian Bale even says they had 50% of a life. Yeah. Like, the one brother married Rebecca Hall and had a baby, and that was his life. And the other brother loved Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson's character and had a life with her, but yet they also had to live each other's lives on the days that they yeah. weren't off Yeah, and playing some random guy in makeup who never spoke. Like, that's the sacrifice. Yeah. And that's what Christian Bale's talking about. He's like, you aren't even willing to get your hand hands dirty. In a way, they were all the bird in the cage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think about the, uh, the, the other element that Hugh Jackman then goes and in this era finds Tesla, which was a uh, dead-end trail that Christian Bale sent him on? Yeah. And then he creates a cloning machine. What do you think of that element? That's that's where the sci-fi side of things come in with this movie. And it it if you can understand that it's a mystery sci-fi, there's gonna be like a lot of like weird stuff in it. It's fine. It works out great. Uh I think it's I think it's weird that they went and got 
use Tesla instead of just some made up character. Like, yeah. Because Tesla was a real guy and he was an actual like he he did Inventor, he invented yeah. stuff. Uh, and they talk about Edison and they talk about yeah. it's just like okay yeah. Uh, and I don't know if Edison and Tesla hated each other. If that was I'm like pretty sure real, they did. But, I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird that you would take a guy who invented things that actually did work and stuff that we still use today and make him invent something that's completely yeah. impossible to even... To to aid the story and the the point that the movie was trying to make, I get it. And it's like you said, if you understand that it is a mystery science fiction movie, that's fine. If you think it's grounded in reality, which is what kind of... Uh, kind of knocks on your heels a little bit because it feels very grounded yeah. in reality up until this point. Uh, you'll be fine with it, but if you think about it for too long, which I almost did, <laughs> it could borderline ruin the movie for yeah. you because the point is that towards the third act, uh, Tesla creates a cloning machine for Hugh Jackman, so he walks into this machine, and the point he was trying to create a transporting machine. Yes but he accidentally made a cloning machine. And so he, Hugh Jackman would stay standing there and then somewhere randomly a clone would be created and just appear somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so he starts incorporating it into yeah. his magic trick and he's just like, okay, well, I've got a new transporting man and I can do things that Christian Bale's never done. Which it's not really even the transporting man. It's the bird in the cage trick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it is. Um, and he finally learns to do the thing that... And what I think is hilarious is that Christian Bale... Okay, I'm going to ask you because I want your opinion first. Who do you think is a better magician? I think Christian Bale is. Christian Bale's definitely, definitely. a better musician. Yeah. <laughs> musician. <laughs> he's both. He's better. Hello, he's both. honey. Hello, my baby. <laughs> uh, he, he can see through every trick yeah. that he does. And even watching him do the transported man with the machine... He instinctively is just like, I'm going to go below the stage and see what I can find. What's happening, and this is where, and what's interesting is, Christian Bale's character, the whole movie, is making the sacrifice of having a real life, having a real family, and him and his brother splitting everything yeah. for the sake of magic. And then you have Hugh Jackman here at the end needing to be a better magician than Christian Bale. What is he willing to sacrifice? And the thing is that when he gets cloned, him standing on the stage falls into the same tank that his wife died in. Not the same tank, but the same type of tank. Yeah. And uh, drowns. And the clone is who stays alive. Yeah. He kills himself night after night. He's constantly killing himself for the sake of the show. That is insane. And Christian Bale sees it, and this is the third act now. Christian Bale sees it and tries to bust him out. He's not a bad guy. No. He didn't do anything. Tries to bust him out of the tank. That's the night where Michael Caine finds him. Just they happen. He happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and gets put in jail and sentenced to death for the murder of Angier, which the great Danton. Hugh Jackman had that whole. It was a, it was a trap. The whole his, thing. The whole thing was a trap. And yeah. do you think Christian Bale knew that at the point when he was down there and saw him drop in the tank? Do you think Christian Bale knew? The, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. 
I think he I think he fell into the trap at that point. But it doesn't matter. I mean, that sucks for Christian Bale's character because he's he's going to die because yeah. of this. But he still gets the upper hand at the end of the movie. Like the one, the better magician wins at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. But so he's in jail, and what's it's really crazy to think about the fact that yes, it's. Hugh Jackman's character that's still alive, but that it's every every night that he's doing this, it is a clone of himself. Yeah. And I think what's great about it, and I think it's subtle and not intentional, but I think you can kind of see changes in Hugh Jackman like him for because, the rest of the movie. The yeah, character. Yeah. It's, it's him, but it's not 100% him. Yeah. You know, he's changing because of it. He's becoming a darker person. He's becoming calloused heartless like the clone has less soul than the last original copy of himself Mm -hmm. because even at the end when he's in the makeup and he goes to the he goes to the uh the prison the prison to see him reveals that it's him just to christian bale not to anybody else everybody thinks hugh jackman's dead so he takes on a new identity and he's planning on taking his daughter raising his daughter as a completely different person yeah that's so sadistic And everybody's just okay with it. Like, well, by everybody, I mean Michael Caine, because Michael Caine's the only other person who finds out and knows and doesn't do a thing about it. Yeah, nothing. Well, he, he I would argue he does. He does. He, he does, does do something. Like say, hey, this is wrong. He does tell him. He does that, and he does one other thing at the end. Yeah. But, uh, and the whole time Christian Bale's in prison, he never lets up the charade. He is, tells everyone the trick's not over yet. Yeah. The trick's not over yet. Everybody thinks he's saying he's going to bust out of prison. That's where it's revealed that his assistant, Fallon, is really his brother in makeup. Everywhere he goes, they're together. And uh, Christian Bale gets uh, hung. And That's then he, his brother that gets hung, though, not him. Well, Christian Bale's... I The one that dies is the one that loved Rebecca Hall's character. No. Ye- no. Okay. The one that I dies- knew this. I knew this. <laughs> yeah. The one that you're dies right. is the one that loves Scarlett Johansson's character because yes. he—he's they- the one that wouldn't let it go. Yeah. He was. The- he cared a little bit more than the other brother to not drop it. Yeah. Because at that point, Christian Bale's character—we're gonna just gonna say the main Christian Bale's character—said, yeah. "We know how he does it. Let it go. Yeah. Just let it go." And then in. His brother then that night is like, no, I want to go see it myself. That's the night he goes. Yeah. That's the night he gets arrested. Yeah. Which is insane. And he says, I should have let it go. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's, it's great. I'm yeah. still mind blown by it because it's, it's, it's done so flawlessly. The whole movie is ex- executed so perfectly that there's not a moment where like kind of the jig is up on anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily necessarily think that anything is in there that doesn't need to be in there outside of maybe some of the Tesla stuff um, because it wasn't necessary and like his house burns down and he leaves in the night and it's just like, okay, it's a little bit much. Yeah, uh, We didn't need it, but it does a lot for Angie's character, for Hugh Jackman's mm-hmm. character. Um <clears throat> What do you think about the uh, the ending scene right right before? Well, we didn't touch on before we get to that on Rebecca Hall's character 
And again, why I would associate her to the, the canary as well, because she does start to go crazy. Yeah. She even starts to catch on. Mm-hmm. Like, she, yeah, she knows something. These are two different people yeah. that I'm living with. Yeah. And it drives her mad to the point that she doesn't just leave him. She kills herself. Yeah. Like, and that's the trap that everyone's in. And I think that's another reason why that that character of Christian Bale is so willing to drop it because he did love his wife. Mm-hmm. And he, that was the breaking point to where he's seen that the trick is going too far. Yeah. The, ju- the jig is up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she hangs herself next to the birds yeah. in the office. Like, what more representation do you need to be like, she was one of the birds that had to be sacrificed yeah. to make the trick happen. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't know. That's the, so She haunting. didn't even know the trick was going and on. And she didn't even know that it yeah. was a, th- a thing that was happening. Yeah. The scene where they're yelling at each other, it's his brother and Rebecca yeah. Hall are yelling at each other, and the little girl's in the hallway, and then what's the guy's name? Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. He comes up and, like, he takes, takes her. her. He just like, picks her up and takes yeah. her away. It's like, like, how can you do that? Like, yeah. how, it's crazy. And I love, too, because the movie starts out, uh, what, not the movie, but the, the relationship between the two of them, Rebecca Hall and Christian Bale, and it starts out when she figures out subconsciously that it's not the same person. And just by not the same person, like, she thinks he's distracted mm-hmm. because of his love for magic. And she's like, you don't love me today. You love magic more. Yeah. And at the beginning, it's a sweet thing. She's like... It makes the days that it's true better. Yeah. And then there at the end, they get in the same fight, but she's not talking to the man she married. She's talking to the brother and she's like, no. And she's like, do you love me? And he says, not today. And then she's like, these are the days that make it worse. Yeah. Like now it's unbearable. But what used to be cute at the beginning is what's driving her crazy now. Yeah. And they're so dedicated to the, the the trick that when he accidentally gets his finger shot off, they literally cut off his brother's fingers just to continue the charade. Yeah. Well, because Scarlett Johansson's character tells him to, because they were just wearing a glove. Yeah. He did have gloves. They were hiding first. it. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, well, no, you need to Re- show it off. And, yeah. Because it's it's proof. It's yeah. a it's a watermark that you're real. Yeah. That's that's so that's so insane to me. That's what makes it such a great movie because this is what, to me, like I get goosebumps just talking about it because this is what filmmaking is for. And granted, I love the spectacle movies, uh, the Transformers fighting in the air, rolling around, whatever, you know, any other any other movie. Uh-huh. But this is just storytelling like in the best way yeah. where it's just the grandpa sitting around the fireplace telling a story to his kids and the kids are just enthralled by every word this is that's yeah. this to me yeah. you know yeah, but you anyways get, on to what were you saying about the ending yeah what do you, i was gonna say, when they hung uh christian bale's brother yeah and he goes i know i was like uh it's kind of corny but it's also kind of like i don't know i I think it's kind of cool too. It is. I mean, it wasn't for anybody but yeah. magic fans. Yeah. Because the trick wasn't over yet. Right. So that's what it was. And then, okay. So the movie ends with uh, Michael Caine helping Hugh Jackman one last time yeah. move the device into the basement of an abandoned uh, theater where he doesn't plan on doing the trick anymore. I really think that Hugh Jackman's yeah. done. Yeah. He did it just enough to get 
He Christian Bale. Should, yes, just to say he could be better than Christian Bale's character. Yeah. And what he, what we see down there, and this is the one other thing, and we can talk about it. There's a ton of tanks down there. Yeah. So literally every night, not only is he drowning himself, he's buying a brand new tank. Yeah. To do the same thing the next night. And he's keeping all the dead bodies in the basement. Like, that's sadistic. Why doesn't he just empty the tank and reuse the same tank? Burn the body. And maybe his plan was to burn the bodies later when things were less conspicuous. Maybe he thinks people are following him around right now so he doesn't want to do anything. That's kind of yeah. give up the jig. But that's really weird. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But then they're, they go down there. Michael Caine sees all the tanks, so he knows what happened. And Michael Caine's just like, okay, I'm done with you and leaves. But my, and this is where I, I concede that I think Michael Caine had a conversation with Christian Bale's character prior to this scene because they walk past each other in the middle of the night outside an abandoned theater. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's in the theater. Christian Bale and Michael Caine walk past each other. Yeah. He's in his makeup. But you'd think Michael Caine would be like, wait, he's, le- he's going into where I just came from, and I know there's nobody in there but one person. Yeah. He knows that's him. He's got to know that's him. Yeah, because he's got his daughter. Doesn't yeah. Michael Caine at that point have... Yeah, Michael yeah. Caine's got his daughter, yeah. and he's going to give him back to Christian Bale. Yeah. So he knows he's going to go in there and kill him. And he doesn't care. Well, no, he doesn't care because he's... Because it's not him. Hugh Jack- well, because Hugh- that and Hugh Jackman killed... <laughs> pretty much killed the other... The other uh, guy. The other, his brother. Yeah. So... You think so, too? Yeah. Yeah. And then Christian Bale goes down there and does he shoot him before he reveals himself? No. He reveals himself and then shoots him. He reveals himself and then shoots him. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That right there alone proves that he was the better magician. And then that's when Hugh Jackman realizes he had a double the whole time. Yeah. And not only does he realize he had a double and like... Every conversation that they ever had where Christian Bale said, you're not willing to get your hands dirty, you're not willing to sacrifice, flashed before Hugh Jackman's eyes. You could just see it on his face. Yeah. And then he just has to tell him, look around, I got my hands dirty. Like, I sacrificed too. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed Bale sacrificed himself. everything. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, it's like, what do you, who sacrificed more? Hugh Jackman was killing himself. To make himself look good. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I first think of all, as impossible as that is to kill yourself and keep living, he had to, he knew that he was killing pieces of himself every time he did it. And that's why he only wanted to do the trick for a limited run. That's why he only, it was an attempt to be better. Yeah. But at a cost of realizing that not only was he killing a person, which would be hard enough to let someone die and drown in the basement every single night. It is literally him every single night. I, I still think Christian Bale sacrificed more. He, you're sacrificing... I don't disagree said, with you. And, I don't disagree with and you. And he killed somebody, too. I mean, he killed his wife, basically. Well, and, okay, you're you're not wrong. They both, if anything, they're almost I, even it, outside <laughs> of Hugh Jackman killed a lot more people. That basement was full of tanks. Because he said he was going to do it for 100 nights. 
Yeah. Yep. And so, so he had to at least have gotten through half of that, if not more, because there was a good 30, 40 tanks down there. Yeah. So he killed at least 30 or 40 people. Granted, they were all him, but maybe that got easier as the time went on. I just I just love this movie so much because, and I, I guess I'm going to brag on myself a little bit, but I at least think going into a lot of movies that I can figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I can see the trends. I can see where the story's going, and I can be like, okay, well, that guy's the murderer or whatever. And with this one, it was a smack in the face. Yeah the first time you watched it and it got to the end and the reveal was there. Yeah. It, the the movie laid it out so perfectly that you couldn't, you couldn't really put the pieces together. No. Once you watch it and you look back on everything, then you're like, okay, I see it. I see that. I see that. I see you. I see him. Yeah. But not that first time. Yeah. I can't remember the first time I watched it, but yeah, I remember being, I do remember being shocked. Yeah. Yeah. What a good movie. This was your pick. Yes. This is your pick, and I'm so happy you did it because this is one I was really happy to revisit. We've been talking about this one for a long time. I think we were talking about this one now longer than we talked about Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. You got anything else to say about it? No, I don't. I mean, the cinematography and stuff, there's not really a lot in there. It's a beautiful movie. I, it, it captured, I think it captured the era it was trying to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah no. I, can't, I can't think of anything, anything else either. Else. I think we've we've hit almost everything yeah uh we skipped over some of the stuff we didn't really talk about scarlett johansson's character working working for hugh jackman and then and then Christian him Bale. saying like hey i need you to go work for me which is kind of like her being a canary for him yeah and willing to sacrifice the relationship that she thought that they had uh to go work and try to steal secrets from the other guy we didn't really talk about the fact the elements of the journals the whole time and how they were specifically writing journals that they knew the other one was going to get. Yeah. So it was really just a letter to the other person saying, gotcha. Yeah. Which was incredible. Uh, I think we hit everything. Yeah. I I think we hit everything. I wish I, uh, I knew the next movie we were going to do because I would tell you right now, but I've got a few floating around in my head and I I don't want to, I don't want to, Say now, so you guys will just find out uh, two weeks from now the next movie we're going to be going over. Do you want to go ahead and wrap it up? Yeah, well, let's wrap it up. Let's go. All right. You go. If you want to find us, you can go over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at uh, Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. That's what we got there. If you want to hit me up on the Gmail account, that's still over there at remember that one movie at gmail.com. Or, or leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. Uh, did you enjoy us? Did you not? I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Just let us know. Or just tell us what you thought about this movie. Do you love this movie as much as we love this movie? Yeah. What are your thoughts about Christopher Nolan and, and his filmography? Because he's got more hits than misses, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, If he's got a movie coming out, I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know? And I, think, and I think a lot of the times if you don't like his movies, it's not because they're stupid or terrible movies. It's just they're long and drawn out. Yeah, and, or you're not a fan of his storytelling. Yeah, doesn't make it a bad movie. You're just not a fan of his storytelling. I know my dad doesn't like Inception for so the dream within a dream within a dream stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just all the way around. People firing on all cylinders, knowing what movie they're in, knowing what movie they're making, and just just master class like athletes. You know, when you watch an athlete just 
do his job perfectly. You know, it's that home run up from the bat or it's those elements. I, I just love it. I love it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us here in, in two weeks for, for another round. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye.